Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. Since the outbreak of hostilities between Israel and Lebanon on July 12th, the death toll on both sides has mounted. Lebanese evacuees are fleeing to Cyprus. British Prime Minister Tony Blair and UN Secretary General Kofi Annan have called for a deployment of an international peacekeeping force to Lebanon. Is a ceasefire in sight? Today we speak to Cato Research Fellow Leon Hadar, who has recently published a book on the crisis with the Cato Institute titled Sandstorm, Policy Failure in the Middle East. Are you surprised by the outbreak of violence between Israel and Lebanon? No, I wasn't. The actions have consequences, and in this case we're talking about American action. Uh, the Bush administration uh, was hoping to remake the Middle East. It ousted Saddam Hussein, and it strengthened the power of the pro-Iran Shiites in Iraq. Uh, it uh, pressed for elections in Lebanon, which also played into the end of Hezbollah. And finally, it uh, called for elections in the West Bank and Gaza, which led to the victory of Hamas. So. The Bush administration, in many ways, helped to strengthen the power of Iran and its allies in the Middle East. And it's not surprising that they decided uh, to try to challenge American power in the region by hitting uh, one of the U.S. allies here, it's Israel. And I think in that context, we have to look at the kidnapping of the Israeli soldiers, uh, both in the Israeli-Lebanon border and also in Gaza. You voiced your opposition to Bush administration efforts to push democratic reform in the Middle East. How should the Bush administration proceed? I would like to see political and economic freedom spread everywhere, including in the Middle East, but uh, you have to understand that you don't do that through the use of military power. It's a long process of trial and error, and the most important thing is to make sure there are, that there, are, there is a cultural and political institution in place that could help to accelerate the process of democratization. And, and finally, you also have to be very careful about the consequences of that process, uh, uh, the unintended consequences, as we see now. Uh, you, you conduct elections in the West Bank and Gaza and in Iraq, and uh, you end up helping uh, anti-American and anti-Western and anti-secular forces coming to power. Can Israel survive without U.S. help? I think Israel, uh, in terms of dealing with armed gangs like the Hezbollah and Hamas, uh, I, I'm sure can survive. It's the most powerful uh, military force in the region. It has nuclear weapons. I think in the long run, it also can contain nuclear Iran and other players in the region for alliances with some of them and so on. At this stage of the game, uh, there isn't really any global superpower like the Soviet Union during the Cold War that is helping Israel's enemies. So I think Israel, uh, with a lot of difficulties, can probably survive without the help of the United States. In your book, Sandstorm, you advocate a policy of benign neglect. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I think that uh, we have to understand that uh, since the end of the Cold War, the U.S. Uh, intervention and expansion of its involvement in the Middle East is hurting American interests. I don't think it's helping it. It's not a cost-effective process. I think the United States, based on the consideration of 
its national interest, so should take a process of gradually disengaging in the Middle East and creating incentives for regional players to form security system and, and take care of their interests as well as encouraging other global players with interests in the region to uh, take part in the process. But I think in the long run, as it becomes quite obvious today, an hyperactive American involvement in the Middle East runs contrary to American interests and also helps create instability in the region. Should the European Union play a larger role in the Middle Eastern peace effort? Uh, the European Union, if you look at the map uh, for Europe, the Middle East is what Mexico and Latin America is for the United States. It's a strategic backyard of Europe in terms of geographical proximity, economic interest, even demographic ties, the large number of immigrants that are coming there. So it, it is in the interest of the European to get more involved in the region and to play a more active role in terms of bringing stability, including in terms of helping the Israelis and the Palestinians reach an agreement. I'm not suggesting that it's for sure that the Europeans are going to succeed, but at least let them try. And if they'll fail, the blame will be on them and not on the United States. Can the EU act coherently and be a more effective player than the U.S. has been? I think that the EU uh, is in the process of uh, establishing uh, closer economic, political, and security ties. Um, I think certainly in terms of diplomacy um, and economic power, uh, the Europeans can play um, a more um, effective role in terms of uh, uh, creating incentives for the parties in the region to reach agreements. Um, you have to remember that Israel, for example, has more economic ties, uh, closer economic ties with the European than with the American, and uh, the same applies to Egypt and, and Jordan and other countries in the region. You know, I'm not sure whether uh, they'll be more effective. You know, the U.S. can be very effective by dropping bombs on the region. The question is what, to what extent that's advancing U.S. interests and to what extent it's helping the Middle East. Is a resolution to the present conflict on the horizon? Um, I think that the best case scenario at this stage would be uh, to reach some kind of a ceasefire uh, between the sides. Um, um, I, I think that will be possible at, at some stage perhaps if uh, uh, the Israelis will be able to uh, you know, devastate the power of uh, the Hezbollah. Uh, I think it's important for us to emphasize that uh, uh, the diplomatic and economic and, and eventually uh, the deployment of, of uh, peacekeeping troops to the region should not be dominated by the United States. Uh, past experience in Lebanon, uh, as well as in Iraq today, uh, demonstrates that the cost of uh, deploying American troops in the region as part of bringing peace and stability are very high. I would again encourage uh, the European and especially the French who once actually ruled Lebanon to get more involved in the process, to provide uh, Lebanon with economic assistance, to help the Lebanese train their military so it can be deployed to southern Lebanon, and also help them to reach some kind of an accommodation between the Shiites and the other ethnic and religious groups. That's, you know, possible that it could happen. I'm not sure. We can hope for the best. The book mentioned in this podcast, Sandstorm, may be ordered from the Cato online bookstore at www.catostore.org.
This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.